This week on Just Like That, the number one Mike Goldberg-inspired podcast on the planet, we will recap UFC Fight Night 187, Edwards vs. Muhammad, hit you with our segments, Isn't He Awesome and Real World Callouts, and last but not least, we will preview UFC on ESPN 21, Brunson vs. Holland. Here we go. All right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Just Like That. We got a pretty weird card to recap for this week, but before we do that, we will start as we always do with our take of the week. I'm sure you got something this week um, with all the mayhem that went on on uh, Saturday's fight card. So as always, Ryan, take us away. Yeah, so my take of the week this week, I think it's been my take of the week before, but it's just more proof that it that it's true. I mean, when it rains, it pours in the UFC once again. Um, we get a, a DQ due to an uh, illegal strike in a title fight, in a UFC main event title fight on pay-per-view. and uh, Or not main event, but you know what I mean, title fight on pay-per-view. And the very next week, we get two fights ended by um, illegal strikes on, on this yeah. weekend's card. So, I mean, it really does seem, I don't know if it's just something in the universe where it just really actually seems like, these weird things just come in bunches in the UFC, and it's just like whenever one happens, you're guaranteed for a few more something like that to happen a few more times in upcoming weeks. So, I think like we need to start betting on stuff like this. We see like a weird like uh, uh, you know strike or uh, fight ending by uh, uh, by DQ or something, and then we start betting. Yeah, you know, I think we got to bet on it the next week because it always seems like something crazy. If something crazy happens, it's gonna happen again the very next week, which odds are that is not a very good possibility, but it just, it happens like that. It's crazy. You know what else that happens with? Draws. If there's one yep. draw, there's usually like a bunch of draws. The last time I had this take, it was due to draws. We had a draw in, in a fight and then there was like two draws on the very next card or something like that. Or, or yeah. And like they're like, real they pay out like recently. It's like 75 to one if you guess a draw. So you pretty much just have to cycle through a little bit of them and uh, pick like the main card or whatever. But yeah, no, I thought the exact same thing. It's just like, or even like if the veterans are just beating the shit out of the up and comers, it seems like it just happens in a heap and then the, they'll, they'll, they'll balance it out and then the up and comers will start beating the veterans again. Yeah, that it's might like actually a, been my last take on this. I think it was just when it was like well, veteran killing season. Well, we've seen it with draws too though. But yeah, that's a, they have a little more control over that. But yeah, it just seems like you see one weird thing and then it's then it seems like... Uh, like you said, it, when it rains, it pours. It just seems like it floodgates open up. And, and it's not the nut shots. Like, Remember the nut shots? Yeah, nut, yeah, right. And that we haven't seen that many nut shots lately either. So um, since, at least not like they yeah. were happening. For a while there, it was just like Paul Felder was about to, uh, I don't know, he's just holding his nuts all broadcast for a while there. And, it was a uh, month of nut shots. Yeah, and it's crazy. It really seems like all this stuff just happens back to back to back. And uh it just doesn't make sense. It's not like one of those things where once you notice it, you're just bound to notice it when it happens. It usually happens. You just don't notice it. This is just, this isn't like that at all. It's like, this is actually never happens. And then all of a sudden it just all, ha- it just happens multiple times, like in back to back weeks. Yeah. Well, thankfully this is, this will be the first illegal strike DQ that I haven't had a bet on the guy that was winning the fight. And uh, the, this is the this well, will be no. It was insane. It would have been better because these were both no contest this week. Yeah, 
they weren't DQ, That's so true. you'd get you'd push, you'd get your money back. You wouldn't win the bet, but you wouldn't lose it either. Yeah, well, I lost on the last two, but uh, yeah. So uh, my take of the week this week, I'm only going to say it. I'm not going to dive into it because it's going to get covered in the recap and then perhaps later on as well. Um, so I'm saying it and moving on pretty much. Uh, Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad have to rematch. It's the right thing to do. Um, there's more to it than just – I'll get into it more later with the recap and everything else. But I know that I know it seemed like one guy was winning the fight and all that, but – we did not see very much, and especially since it was a no contest. But Leon Edwards, main event, Leon Edwards, Bilal Muhammad ended with an eye poke, uh, and I the rematch has to happen. So I don't know if you feel the same way about that. Oh, I feel the same way. We'll go off on Leon Edwards. We might have a double call out, I'm assuming, but um, yeah, we got we got some choice words for that man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive into it too much, but we will uh, we'll get into the recap, and that's where we'll get into it. So main event recap: Bilal Muhammad plus two twenty, Leon Edwards minus two sixty. Um, I was taking Leon all the way. I thought Leon ex- obviously had the tools and everything. Bilal was a late, he was a late replacement. He was in good shape after his last fight. Um, first first main event, good dude. Like to see him, like to see him around. But I did not really think he had much of a shot for what Leon Edwards was bringing to the table. We only got a round and a half in this fight before he got poked in the eye, gruesomely poked in the eye. Um, one of the worst eye pokes I've ever seen. But um, so that ended the fight. Definitely no, definitely no um, acting or faking accusations after this one. Some crying, but that was uh, understandable. But so I mean, just not not much to take away from this fight other than Leon Edwards probably was winning. He won the first round and was looking pretty good for what seven six seven minutes yeah but um i mean i feel like uh Bilal muhammad this is always how he fights you know he always seems to get t- get mm-hmm. tagged up kind of early in fights and he's just a grinder he wears guys down he comes back at the end and wins so i mean although yeah it did look like leon edwards was having his way in this fight um and i mean Odds are he's probably going to win that fight, but, um, you know, Bilal Muhammad is definitely, he's the kind of fighter that uh, can get stronger sometimes in later rounds and kind of keep a pace and pressure that uh, some guys can't keep up with. So to completely write it off as saying, um, you know, Leon Edwards had in the bag, I don't think so. I think he mo- more than likely was on his way to a victory, but, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't count uh, Bilal Muhammad completely out in that fight quite yet. Yeah, exactly. Just, there's just too much. The, the one round is just not enough to decide anything so um not much to really discuss there like you said he looked good but uh, so much so much fight left to go so we'll move on to our um Honestly, our main event you, of the night though that was the been, ufc do you think it should have been a dq or a no contest before we move on real fast um, because uh, he was warned multiple no times he was warned multiple times well, in that first right. round to keep his uh to keep his fingers to keep his hands closed that he was going to poke him in the eye and he you know, can't, you know, ignored the refs instructions more than once. So, I mean, it should, I think that falls on our intentional. Like you've been told multiple times not to do it and you still do it and you end the fight. It was an unintentional as far as I'm sure, you know, he didn't mean to poke him in the eye. He wasn't intentionally trying to, but you've been warned multiple times to stop doing that and you keep doing it. Like, I mean, there has to be, you know, some type of, uh, something in the rule books there to, uh, 
you know, to kind of penalize the fighter more that's doing that. Like, that should be an automatic... If the fight would have went on, it should be automatic point deduction if you've been told multiple times. And, you know, usually they only do a point deduction if you've poked them in the eye already and it's the second time. But if you've been warned multiple times, maybe even a two-point deduction I'd be fine with in a main event that's five rounds or something like that. When you, you know, it's... Eye pokes are one of the most, you know, fight-altering things you can do. Uh, in a legal yeah. strike wise, cause that really will mess up your vision for the rest of the fight and depth perception and everything. So, yeah. And if you factor in him losing a point that gives Bola Muhammad another avenue to victory being that he would have an extra, extra round off of an eye poke. So again, going back to my take, I just think, I think they got a rematch. Um, again, I have a little more heat on it that I want to get to, but, um, I just think the rematch, you have to do the rematch. So, uh, cause you, we just don't know from seven minutes but yeah that I mean he would have taken a point you wouldn't yeah just that was a that was a mess for a main event as far as uh as far as that goes but I knew it was over right away there was no question if whether he was going to get up and fight again or not he was pretty much squealing in pain right so move on to our main event of the night though the JLT nickname championship our inaugural champion um our boy Charles Air Jordan came out looking, maybe not looking flat, but he definitely had a game opponent in there, uh, El Pitbull Rosa. But you know, when the when the nickname chain, the JLT nickname strap is on the line, fighters definitely find a next gear, and that's exactly what our guy uh, Air Jordan did there. He was, uh, he maybe was down 2-0, and then he realized, what am I doing? Like I cannot lose my face on the Michael Jordan poster. I can't lose the JLT nickname belt. I have to uh, stick this out and get this done. And um, ended up being a pretty wild fight. He ended up getting the finish. Ended up getting the finish in the third round with about 30 seconds left. So um, he was a fairly big favorite. I think that uh, I think that Marcelo Rojo was better than we better than he would got credit for coming over from. I think he was coming over from Combat Americas. But anyways. Really good fight. I guess they didn't get fight of the night, which is a huge scam because it was a really good fight. Wow. But um, way to battle back for our, our guy, Charles Air Jordan, and uh, he lives on as the JLT nickname champion, and uh, he lives on on the poster behind your behind your head. Yeah, I mean, performances like this are what champions have made of. Yeah, I mean, you saw exactly. it similar in the uh, Usman versus Gilbert Burns fight. You know, the, the mark of a champion is being able to battle through adversity. Um, you know, get knocked down, come back and win the fight. And, you know, we see Air Jordan doing that, you know, defending the strap for the second time. He, you know, he definitely doesn't want to lose it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's up on the poster still. There was a minute, a few minutes there, or I was thinking that this two rounds, yeah, two rounds there were, uh, I thought we were going to have a, uh, a pit bull up on the poster and, uh, you know, that wasn't going to be great, but Jordan, you know, he, uh, he was reading my mind. He knew he had to, uh, step it up and take it to the next level to, uh, to get back on the, uh, on the poster there or stay on the poster. And he did it. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see his next fight. I mean, he's a wild man. He could lose this belt at any time. I feel like he, uh, he definitely doesn't play it safe. And that's, I mean, that's what we're all about. So there's no better person to have the JLT nickname belt at, in my opinion right now. Yeah. The, the inaugural and the reigning defending. So kept it out of the hands of a pit bull. I mean, it's only a matter of time before a pit bull gets it because there's so many of them. But he kept it away from a one. So so for now, for now, the JLT nickname belt stays stays where it belongs. 
Um, but yeah, that was a good fight. Should have got fight of the night. I don't know what's going on there. That was possibly going to be my call out, but uh, I let the cat out of the bag there. I don't know if uh, Jordan got a performance bonus, but I saw Marcelo Rojo tweeted no fight of the night. So that's too bad because he put up a heck of a fight. And uh, he's also an exciting guy. Be fun to watch. But um, we'll move on then to our, uh, our I believe it was the co-main event, uh, Misha Serkinov versus Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann was a slight underdog at plus 115, Serkinov minus 135, although I think he's been out of action for almost two years maybe or at least a year and a half. Uh, this fight wasn't long at all. Dan, hold on. Uh, you said second. it last week. If No performance bonus for our boy, Air Jordan, confirmed. Ryan Spann, oh, Danny my goodness. Gay, Davey Grant, and Matthew Semisberger. I'll receive the performance of the night bonuses. So no uh, no performance bonus. Our boy got robbed. I mean, I, I get it, Dana. He's a champion. He's got the pay-per-view points. But, um, but yeah, you know, that's we true. Need to, you know, you need to be, give credit where credit's due. He needs that 50K. Yeah, he must really think we're taking care of him, which we are, of course. Uh, I mean, he's got the belt, doesn't he? But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that seems outrageous. That was That was a wild gunfight that you don't see many fights like that those guys were just i mean it was a slugfest so um we'll take care of our boy though i don't know why the ufc yeah like it was maybe he's upset that he's taking about ryan span here so i mean i thought it was a better performance than ryan span i mean can we agree on that don't you think oh like i mean don't get me wrong ryan had a great performance i thought um but it it wasn't on the level of air jordan's was there a fight of the night? Nope. They're just, you know, lately I feel like they've been doing a lot, a lot of times they don't do a fight of the night and they've just been doing four performance bonuses. But this had fight of the night written all over it. Like they, they've been doing the four performance bonuses yeah. when there wasn't like a back and forth brawl. And it, I mean, we had one on this card. So I don't know if they just forgot about it when they went to hand out the, uh, the bonuses or what. But uh, yeah, they, they really uh, dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. So actually call out from the podcast as a unit we're calling out the UFC for not taking care of our boy Jordan and not taking care of uh, his opponent um, Marcelo Pitbull Rojo so not cool and uh, I guess we'll have to pick up the slack and um, I don't really know Uh, their their uh, rewards will be in the mail I guess their bonuses will be in the mail yeah Um, I got whether they get them or not a whole nother story half dollar I'll get you that (laughs) Yeah, we'll get you something. Maybe we'll uh, we'll update the poster or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> Actually, we don't want to jinx it now. We'll put a stack Sorry, of we're fi- just not. We're just a stack of 50k right in the hand, right there. That's actually a good idea. I think that's fair. So it's like Dumb and Dumber. That's uh, their IOUs, but <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> right. All, all right. Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but anyways, Ryan Span. Um, Misha Serkinov, uh, you called it last week, last week when you broke down this fight. You pretty much said if Ryan Spann can keep it standing and get on him quickly, he can end this fight uh, before he gasses out or before it goes to the ground, and he did exactly that. He tagged him a couple times, let him back up, didn't want to go to the ground with him, tagged him a couple more times, put him away. was a good performance. It was um, performance bonus worthy. Um, lost a tough one in his last fight to Johnny Walker, so... When he, I, th- I felt like he could have easily put Johnny Walker away. Didn't make the same mistake this fight, and um, ended up with a nice highlight reel win. Yeah, 
Yeah, not much to say about this one. It's a quick fight. Uh, yeah, Ryan Spann got it done. I think he did exactly what he needed to do to win, like exactly what we thought he needed to do. He did it. He got the he got it done, and he got the win. So, yeah, he, uh, I don't know if you touched on this. I was kind of like not paying attention real fast. But, um, he uh, you know, he knocked him down, and he made him get back up, which I thought was a really good move. So um, Yeah, well, that's smart. That's how he lost the Johnny Walker fight. He dove in. He had him hurt, and he dove in. And he just started and like went for a, du- a double leg, and he just started getting elbowed in the head. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he didn't make the same mistake twice. He uh, he made him stand back up against you know a dangerous guy on the ground, um, and Misha Serkinov. And uh, yeah, it was definitely the right move. He finished it shortly after. So uh, a lot of guys need to take notes. Like they, you know, I see so many guys yeah. that could uh, finish the fight that give it away by by diving on the ground and getting uh, getting held there in guard for uh for too long and let the guy recover so you know when you got somebody hurt like that make them stand back up you're gonna you're gonna have way better odds at winning the fight absolutely i agree 100 percent. my only complaint with this fight here is that bisping called ryan span a title contender right after the fight and that was just there was just no reason to say that but other than that great performance not taking <laughs> anything away from ryan everybody's Spann, a title contender just... in the ufc according to these broadcasters these days Oh, everybody. Everybody's a dark horse. Speaking of guys who call people dark horse, do you hear Dan Hardy got fired? No. For what? You didn't know that? It's like a week old. Apparently an altercation with a UFC employee backstage. I can't get clear details on it. And he's doing the old, uh, he's doing the old, like, don't worry, the truth will come out type thing instead of just saying what happened. So apparently there was some altercation. The guy's like a proven fucking asshole. Like, We've seen how he like uh, went off on Herb Dean on live TV. Imagine what he's acting like behind the scenes. Like he's complete pride, complete yeah. asshole, probably. Yeah. So he is actually canned. He, you, know, you do not have to worry about him again. Thank I God. thought you'd be tap Man, dancing on his grave. That's the best but... news I've had in a long time. Like that is amazing news. I I was so I know. ready imagine for this if we... guy to be done with. <laughs> imagine if you got. Um, well, Dominic Cruz is fighting now, so maybe we won't see as much of him, but. Uh, Bisping's not going anywhere though. Like he's getting rave reviews. Everybody's loving Bisping. Um, I don't get I'm it. I'm not exactly. And I know you're not, but I don't know what people just think it's okay to be a stand-up comedian on the, on the, in the commentary booth or what? I don't know. Not just a bad uh, stand-up comedian. He's a bad stand-up comedian. He's like it. I feel like every time he tries to make a joke, it falls flat. Like he's an idiot. Pretty bad, yeah. like, he, he just yells louder and louder as the fights go on, but I'll give him credit. His podcast is really good. I think it's. I think his podcast is funny. I think he's good on the desk. I just don't think he's good in the commentary at all. I think he's quite literally terrible. But seeing a lot of uh, a lot of hype around him, so yeah. maybe we'll just be seeing more and more of him. He doesn't seem to have really any uh, chemistry with anybody else in the in the booth, which I think is like his main problem. If he had some chemistry with anybody in the booth, I think it would be all right because then you know if you when you have chemistry with someone that you can get. You know, you let them talk. You got a good banter going back and forth. There's absolutely none of that when he's in the booth. It's basically him. He doesn't let anyone talk. talk. Yeah, he's talking over everyone. He doesn't even listen to when the other people talk, so he can't respond to anything they say for the most part. Um, He's just screaming out submission and uh, fight's almost over. And basically, I don't know, he never watches the fight. I don't think because he's almost whenever he's saying who's winning the fight or if he guarantees that somebody's winning a fight, it's almost always probably closer to 50 50 than being able to guarantee it. Like, um, there's just so many things wrong with the guy. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I, I I don't know. That just shows you what a lot of UFC fans are like. like they enjoy listening to that fucking <laughs> goon talk and broadcast the entire fight night. Well, I get that he's a likable guy and he's like a legend around the sport and that like he is a funny dude and like his personality is good and stuff. It's just I just don't think it's a fit on the broadcast booth because he just overpowers everybody and he just does this like scream every time a shot lands. Like Joe Rogan saying he's hurt gets made fun of and people have all this stuff to say about him but bisping yelling man every man every time a shot lands is like just a hundred times louder and um worse but um that kind of took us off track but i think it's kind of like just the new like he's the most recent guy who's been i mean he's been a broadcaster for a while but he's the newest guy to get a lot of time you know what i'm saying like uh yeah so like he's the newest guy to be like a you know, regular basically. And when Cruz was first yeah. on the booth, everybody was, everybody was raving about Cruz when he first got on the booth. And then slowly, slowly, everybody hates the guy now. Uh, it, it happens all the time, you know, like I feel like every time a new guy gets in there to be kind of like a regular, uh, everybody loves him. And then slowly they turn on him. I think DC is probably the only one yeah. that, that that's not the case for DC Anik, and Anik, who are just, you know, they're about as good as it gets. They're the A team for sure. Rogan's starting to get hate now, but he's still, as far as I'm concerned, on that A team. Yeah, he's he's bulletproof. Yeah, no, you're right. And everyone wants to be Bisping's friend too, which helps which helps his case. So everyone sucks up to him. So yeah, I think that all plays that all plays a big role. But let's get one thing straight. I don't think Ryan Spann is a contender after one after that one performance. But great win by him. And uh you know what? We're stuck with Bisping, but you got rid of Dan Hardy, so um you still gotta, you still gotta look at that as a win for for you as well. Yeah, that's a that's a win. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to another fight that wasn't very long. Um, Dan Ige versus Gavin Tucker. Um, I think here this is one of those classic cases. Dan Ige was minus one fifty five, Gavin Tucker plus one thirty five, where Gavin Tucker is extremely underrated, but maybe people thought he was a little more underrated than he really is. Uh, maybe there's a reason why he's somewhat underrated and Dan Ige's kind of been um, having a really good last year or so because this fight was about one punch long and um, he, he there was no question here. He was completely lights out, out cold. Uh, Dan Ige landed the first punch he threw and just flatlined Gavin Tucker. Yeah, unreal. Ige, he, he's the real deal. Um, I think we were on, you know, we were definitely on Ige, and and I'm pretty sure we both said that this was our favorite, uh, our favorite pick of the entire card. So uh, we nailed this one. Um, you know, he yep. looked even better than I, you know, thought he would. Um, I mean, not really. I knew he was going to pretty much dominate, but I mean, when you finish somebody that quick, I mean, there's not much, you know, better you can do. Hopefully, we get to see him again soon. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ige, he, I think his only recent loss was Cater. And uh, besides yeah. that, I mean, he he's beaten some of the some of the best in the division. Not like the elite of the elite in the division, but he's beat you know a lot of uh, a lot of pretty solid guys in the division. So um, I think that's that's somebody we're going to be seeing for a while here. He's got power. He's quick. Um, he just you know he's all around uh, a good fighter. He's really well rounded. So um, probably going to see some uh, some big things to come from him i don't think we're going to keep getting you know this kind of value on him though unfortunately yeah no this was a perfect one this is this is one of the fights i love because all the uh hardcores the, all the wannabe like geniuses basically they're like oh you're sleeping on gavin tucker you're sleeping on gavin tucker just because no one knows who he is and um 
So they like, this this I'm line not, yeah. ended up being it's crazy. Kevin Tucker plus one thirty five. His last fight was Billy Quarantillo, who I love, great fighter. But uh, Dan Ige's last fight was Calvin Cater, and he fought five rounds of a good fight. And obviously his fights before that, Barboza and, and such, were all good fights. So, yeah, I mean, people might be sleeping on Gavin Tucker, but not to this extreme level. This was right. a massive jump. It's like we, so, were, we're not, we weren't sleeping on Gavin Tucker. We know he, he's a pretty solid prospect, but he is old he's for, for a prospect. He can't really be a prospect when you're his age. But, uh, yeah, 34, 35. Be, yeah, that's kind of besides the point. We know Gavin Tucker's a pretty solid fighter. It's just... Dan Ige. If you're if you're saying you're sleeping on Gavin Tucker, you're 100 percent sleeping on Dan Ige. Like that's about um, yeah. about as clear cut as it can be. Like I mean, it's Dan Ige. He's gonna he's gonna beat Gavin Tucker. Yeah, and he's had some, and he's he's at the pinnacle of his career at this moment. Like he's peaking right now. So on top of that, so yeah, we're not gonna get this value again. That was some great value. Um, love that pick. Um, so, yeah, that, that one worked out well in our favor. I didn't expect it to be that short, but it was an uh, exciting knockout. And another exciting knockout, moving on to Jonathan Martinez versus Davey Grant. This was a back-and-forth one. This one actually had was competitive both ways. Um, Jonathan Martinez is good. Like, he's, he's fast. He was a minus 320 uh, favorite. He is a good fighter. He dropped Davey Grant early on, but ended up getting one-punch crunched by... I mean, Davy Grant was just out there throwing heaters, wild bombs. If one of them landed, something was bound to happen. And uh, after getting dropped in the second round, and almost the fight almost ended in the first round. In the second round, uh, he ended up landing that bomb and uh, knocking out Martinez pretty good. But I still like I like Martinez. Um, this was a huge underdog pick. If you had it, there was definitely value on Davy Grant, who's looked pretty good, um, even though he's also older. But um, just kind of a surprising ending. But when you get into slugfest, anything can happen, and that's what happened here. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just kind of you can't sleep on Davy Grant. I mean, he doesn't look like he doesn't look like much out there. Um, his striking's not that good, but if he, you know, if you get lazy and you make a mistake later in these fights, he's he carries his power. And he can knock you out. So um, wild, wild bombs. Yeah, he's he throws puts everything he can into it, and if it lands, it, you know, you're going you're going to sleep. So. Um, yeah, he's not like, uh, you know, like a gifted striker or anything by any means. I think he's more of a, a grappler than anything, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if he, uh, lets those hands go, he can knock you out. So, I mean, you just got to make sure you're, uh, you know, you're paying attention at all times. You don't let your guard down and get clipped by the guy. Yeah. Second straight big knockout for him. And I don't know if it's his accent or what, but he sounds like the nicest guy in the world. Like he really just sounds like a really nice guy. Right. So I was happy for him. So I, I couldn't be upset, but I do like Jonathan Martinez. He's looked good too. So this is just a good fight all around. Um, again, another another wild finish too. There was a lot of weird stuff, a lot of wild fights. Yeah, Ben, you were saying but, you're, you're um, done. Um, you're done telling people to watch these fights. That you know you're done guaranteeing <laughs> fireworks on cards that it might not be guaranteed fireworks. Yeah, well, and, I uh, mean, this was more of an odd. This was more of an odd card than a great card. Would you agree with that? With, with that stance. Yeah, Some good it, fights. It maybe wasn't. There's always it wasn't great per se, but I think it was really good. I mean, it was exciting. It was uh, there's a yeah. lot of stuff happening, and there's a lot of knockouts. So, yeah, a lot of knockouts and a lot of uh, no contests. So that was definitely. I don't know. You just never. It's always weird. It's always weird. 
there's always going to be some slugfest. Like, it's just going to happen. There's guys that are trying to get that 50K or retain their JLT nickname belts that are going to go out there and swing for the fences. So, and this is another perfect example of it. And uh, we're at the point now with this sport where anyone can knock out anyone just about. Unless you really have pillow hands, you can pretty much – pretty much everybody has a chance of knocking anyone out with these tiny gloves. So, um, so yeah, there were some good knockouts, and it was it was overall a solid card. But not finished with it yet. Uh, we got Manel Cape versus uh, Math- Matthias Nicolau. And uh, this was our one of my other picks. This was also your pick. Um, just the way things are going for me, I put a hex on it because my picks cannot win. Every single media member picked Mano Cape to win this fight, ex- except uh, Chris Lee is the judge, and one other judge uh, ringside did not. So he lost by split decision as a minus one thirty-five favorite. Um, this killed my parlays. This killed my betting league. Um, this was just an all-around bad bad beat I would say but you can't put it all on the judges he had a chance to to finish the fight stronger than he did and he's done the same thing in two fights now just not throwing up volume yeah I mean I think he I think he kind of got robbed I think he did he he didn't get robbed per se but it was a bad decision in my opinion um I thought I thought he did win the I thought he did win the fight but it wasn't a robbery um he he just left it on the table once again like I said you know uh, I think in the breakdown, I, I, I said, like, I thought it would be a learning experience. And if it was this close fight, he would throw a little bit more volume to make it happen. And he didn't. He didn't again. I mean, he probably did enough, I think, to to win the fight. But he just if he just would have done a little bit more, he would have guaranteed won the fight, you know. And there was no reason why he couldn't have done a little bit more mm-hmm. either. So, um, you know, once we get to see – once we see – that from guys more than once um it starts kind of become a pattern and somebody i i kind of avoid betting on so i think uh cape's kind of going to be a pass in most matchups not all matchups i mean i still think he looks like a pretty solid fighter he looks like he has the tools um yeah but these guys that that just go out there and don't quite pull the trigger to get it done it's hard to bet on it's hard to trust them with your money when uh, when they just need to do a little bit more and they could do a little bit more, they got everything it takes to do a little bit more and they just don't. Um, it's it's hard to uh, to put down your hard earned cash on somebody like that. Yeah, and this is uh, this is like starting the fall from coming in as a hot prospect now going zero and two in your first two fights in the UFC with underwhelming performances. So yeah, just let it slip away. Um, maybe a learning experience the second time. I don't know. Should have been after one, but. Uh, that was once. a tough loss. And Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, last fight we'll go over, though, uh, Eric Anders, Darren Stewart, our second no contest. This was an illegal knee. Um, Darren Stewart, minus 175. Eric Anders, your boy, plus 155. I have not had any luck with Eric Anders since, he, like I said, he's gotten progressively worse in every fight I've seen him in. Maybe not the case in this fight, but definitely throwing absolute bomb knees to a downed opponent. Um, Not the best move. Ended up getting a no contest here. Yeah, not the best move at all. He was winning the fight. He was going to win the fight. Um, And uh, this guy does whatever he can to lose, it seems like. Um, Just one of those guys that finds a way way to lose. Um, Yeah, I mean, and I don't know. Maybe I was watching on my phone because I was at dinner. But um, I thought that that was the second illegal knee that he threw. I was going crazy dinner saying that uh, right before, 
like a, maybe a minute or two before that, I'm pretty sure very similar similar situation. Eric Anders threw a knee, and Herb Dean didn't call it or stop the fight or anything, but I, it didn't really hurt him that bad. But um, I thought it was an illegal knee as well. It looked exactly the same as the one that uh, ended up ending the fight. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you, the rules are the rules. You can't be kneeing down opponents in the head. So, um, I mean, you, you had the victory. You had them hurt. You were on your way to winning the fight, and, and you get a no contest because of, uh, uh, you know, a big dummy move, a big bonehead move, as we like to say. Um, so Eric Anders, um, yeah. he just can't seem to get it done these days. No. No, that's what I said, too, going into this. I said I just – it's almost like an instant fade situation. He started out his career, too, looking good. I mean, am I mis- didn't he – did he have a main event against Lyoto Machida in Brazil that he kind of got robbed and had a good fight? Yep. Yeah, sure did. Um, it was a really close fight. Or I thought he – did he win that fight or did – No, I think he got robbed. Yeah, no, he came – when he came into the UFC, he was – he blew up really quick. He, uh, you know, football player from Alabama – um, I think he was the captain of the team or the defense, I think maybe at Alabama. Um, you know, one of these guys that you think, you know, he's, this is somebody who can transition and, and really do well, you know, he's an elite level athlete and, um, and yeah, it just, uh, it just goes to show when you, when you don't train, uh, in fighting your entire life that you're just going to have some, it, it just takes you too long to adjust to the, uh, all the facets of MMA, um, when you're doing it short term like yeah. that. Yeah, and and I, maybe there's a little more that that's 100% true. We've seen that over and over again. That it seems like his game has just progressed to where now he's trying to wrestle a lot more and he's his combinations are so maybe they were always predictable. Maybe they just uh watch the watch the tape on him and uh it could, yeah, he it had could a good rookie season like RG3 came, and then before you know the it UFC. everyone knew what he was doing. Yeah, he only had eight fights uh, prior to the UFC, so not much tape on him. Now he's had, he came into the UFC in 2017 only. He's only been in for three years now, um, but he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. This was his 11th fight in the UFC. So, yeah, like you said, they get tape on him. Wow. And, they, you know, he's got 11 fights in a short amount of time. You can kind of... Uh, see what the guy's doing maybe and like I said you know maybe his game is just not evolving enough it's just one of those things where um you know he isn't even though he's had a lot of fights in this short amount of time he hasn't been fighting for all that long he only started fighting in 2015 uh his first pro fight was in 2015 so um just one of those things where he when you've been when you've had the experience 10 years or whatever you've been fighting for then you can kind of change stuff up quicker when you need to but when you ha- when you don't have that experience to fall back on, then it's harder to change stuff up. You got to do with you got to go with what works, you know. Yeah, well, he's got some tools for sure. Maybe it's just a he's like a RG three. I mean, they one good season and then they figured it out and made adjustments and you didn't. So, but there is no adjustment for knee and a downed opponent. That's just a JLT bonehead of the night type behavior. And um, especially that's when you're much winning. all that was, yeah. That's finding a way to lose. Some guys find a way to lose, and I, I hate to say it, but Eric Anders, your boy, is that one of those guys at the moment and has been for his last at least handful of fights and, and so on. So Yeah, if you're, um, if you're getting crushed, keep an eye you want to you knee your opponent to the head, try to t- change the tide a little bit. Oh, it's the worst that's going to happen. But, um, I mean, yeah. when you're winning a fight and you do it, it just 
it's just as dumb as it can be. At least you can say you were rocked if you were losing the yeah. fight or something. Who knows? I mean, but yeah, just don't don't lose the fight by by just being an idiot. Yeah, and Darren Stewart would have been a good win for him, but uh, we don't need to waste too much time on that. So uh, no other fights on here. I mean, there were several other fights on here, but those were definitely the the main ones. Angela Hill ended up beating up Ashley Yoder pretty bad. Uh, I thought there was decent value in the underdog pick. I was wrong about that. Luckily, I didn't bet that one. Um, yeah. DC very well may be in, in love with uh, <laughs> Angela Hill the way he talked about it, the whole broadcast. Agreed. That was wild. Like, that was... That was more worse than that Rogan and DC talking about Israel Adesanya while he was losing. This was like a, literally a 15-minute commercial for Angela Hill. It was just very, very strange. But but she looked other great. Other than that, so. I don't, yeah, she definitely looked good out there. Put a beating on Ashley Yoder. So um, I guess where, where I thought there was value, there was not. But yeah, otherwise, mini, I think we did pretty good on this one. So Mini gas, got the win. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, they called him Gaston during the fight. Uh, what do we? What do you call him? All, all mouth, big mouth, Brendan Fitzgerald. Fitz, <laughs> Brendan, Brendan Fitzgerald, big mouth, Brendan Fitzgerald called him, called him Gaston during the fight. Which understandable mistake, but it's just funny that it happened. Yeah, and then other ones: J.J. Aldridge beat Courtney Casey. Um, Jin Yu Frey finally got the win in the UFC. She really needed that to just stay on the roster uh, with that win. Yeah. Um, she's a small girl. She's really an atom weight. Very small. Yeah, but um, but she's got tools. She's got skills, and uh, and showed it in this fight. She got the W. Uh, Matthew Semmelsberger, who was a uh, I think a college football player as well, he got the win, uh, and a performance bonus with that knockout. Oh, 15 second fight. Yeah, to start off the card. So, oh yeah, another thing I thought was funny was the uh, during the uh, the Dan Ige fight. Um, they, who, I don't know if it was DC oh. or it was, they all, yeah, they're DC. like four seconds, four, uh, four seconds, maybe what five were they seconds. Talking about? And then, and then they're like, uh, officially it's 22 seconds. And they're like, Oh, 22 seconds, four or five, whatever. <laughs> yeah. They were going insane that it was a five second fight and they, they forgot that they circled each other for 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. And then they kept bringing it up. They kept going over it and going over it. And it's like, not even close guys. You have to sprint. We know how how long a five second fight is. You have to sprint from one side of the octagon to the other. That yeah. didn't happen. And knock him out with the first punch. Like, it, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it was five seconds yeah. from when they engaged, but they didn't engage for twenty seconds. Like, well, they touched hands and they circled and they threw some threw some air jabs. Yeah, it was not even close to twenty seconds. Is a short fight, no doubt about it. But not, uh, they were doing like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and they were like, see, four second fight. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, they not like, quite. They like dug into it. They were just like, we're like, yep, we're right, we're right. They they must have timed this wrong. Like they just couldn't admit that it was longer yeah. than they thought it was. It was it was ridiculous. You think you think the Modelo official fight clock of the UFC is going to be wrong about anything? Keep dreaming. Right. <laughs> so yeah, but otherwise, good. Again, I said I wasn't going to stick up for cards I didn't think were going to be good anymore, and look what happens. We have a we have a very solid card minus the main event. Um, so again, just more proof that anything can happen and, uh, don't shit on these cards too quickly. So, uh, we'll wrap up that card though. And we'll move on to our, isn't he awesome? You, you know, you, you know, you know what Connor told me? He says, I want Khabib in Russia. <laughs> 
Is he fucking awesome? He's like, I want Khabib in Russia. Yeah. Conor McGregor is a fucking unicorn. There's nothing like him. And uh, he's, 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 he's working on boxing Floyd Mayweather. And then he's talking about Khabib in Russia right after. It's just, those are the kind of things that make that kid a fucking superstar. You know? I got guys telling me, eh, I don't want to do, 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 you know, fucking, I don't want to fight this guy and I don't want to do this. I want Floyd Mayweather and I want fucking Khabib in Russia. How do you not love him? How do you not love Conor McGregor? Um, definitely my turn to go first for Isn't He Awesome. I'll start with uh, um, the fans, the state of Florida, and the UFC. Perfect combination because uh, what is it here? We got full full crowd, full fans coming back. Uh, what is it? April. I thought I had this memorized, but um. Anyways, did you do you did you hear about this? Because it's just came yeah, out like two hours it was, ago. It was one of the one isn't he awesome's that I had written down too here. Um, yeah, oh, we are going. Yeah, two sixty one. Two sixty one. We're gonna be full capacity. Um, it's in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, we're gonna have three title fights, and uh, yeah, and it's gonna be uh, a full house finally. Um, so that's that's big news. Yeah, I love it. Big big news. I love it. And as the as somebody who was at the last event, as I like to say. Maybe I'll have to go to this one too. Bridge the gap, but uh, you're—I know you probably don't like the uh, main event here, Usman versus Jorge. There no, was almost I no think, way around it, though. If they—I think it's dumb. If they really sold a million, the last time you knew, we all knew that this was going to happen again. But I—I I don't get it. It's like they're forgetting. Like it wasn't that Usman versus Masvidal sold um, sold a million pay-per-views. It was Fight Island. It was Fight that Island. Sold a million pay-per-views. I guarantee this pay-per-view, if they're expecting a million out of it, they're going to be highly disappointed. This pay-per-view is going to maybe do half of that, in my opinion. Um, it, it's not a, it's not a million, it's not a million by fight. Like it's just not. I get it that people think Masvidal is this huge draw now after the uh, BMF belt, but the BMF belt and Nate Diaz sold sold all those pay-per-views. It wasn't once again, it wasn't a Jorge Masvidal. It wasn't anybody else. It was. That's true. It, it was the BMF belt. It was the gimmick. It was the. It was the marketing. It was the UFC and Dana White that sold a million or pay-per-views on that fight. It was. It was Dana White and the UFC and the marketing team behind it for Fight Island that sold a million pay-per-views on on the last Usman versus uh, um, versus Masvidal fight. So I mean, I think if they're expecting similar numbers on this one, they're going to be highly disappointed by the outcome we're about to get. Yeah. Who's running hotter than Masvidal now, though? The guy loses, and he just, first of all, he holds out on the promotion, gets a huge gets a huge bump when Gilbert Burns tests positive for COVID, gets to fight on six days' notice, get a big check, headline Fight Island, and then kind of holds out again and gets to be the headliner at the first fight back with fans and um, gets to be the beneficiary of both Fight Island and this fight now with the first fight with a live gate. So uh, he's doing pretty well for himself, I would say. So uh, I knew you wouldn't be a huge fan of that, but I kind of expected it. I'd love to see uh, Colby versus Usman run it back, but uh, we're going to have to deal with this first. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the, uh, of the full, um, you know, every full attendance being back, you know, UFC paving the way once again um, on how to do this stuff. And uh, hopefully it goes off with no hitches. Hopefully it's not a... Uh, 
a massive COVID outbreak at the uh, at the fights. Um, hopefully, they get it uh, get it done safely, and uh, and can kind of roll it out to hopefully getting uh, you know more fans back at, at more events uh, across all sports. So, yeah. um, if anyone can do it, I think the UFC can do it. You know, they've shown that they're willing to take the risk and get this kind of stuff done. So, yeah, I'm mean, I'm excited for it. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm not really, like I said, I'm not that excited for the main event. Um, I think, you know, there are other matchups, I think, that, that uh, for Usman at that division, I think that's a fight that's going to go exactly the same. I don't care if Masvidal is on six days' notice. You can give him, like I said, you can give him six years' notice, and uh, I don't think this fight goes much better <laughs> for the guy. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, and... Uh, we got Valentina as one of the other. You you see three title fights. It's not. It's not. Also, not all it's cracked up to be when you get the matchups. You yeah. got Usman versus Masvidal. You got Valentina versus uh, Andrade. Andrade and uh, and then you have uh, yeah Zhang Weili versus uh, Rose versus Rose Namajunas, which I like that fight. Don't get me wrong. I like that fight. That's probably my favorite matchup on the of the title fights on the card. Um, I I think I like uh, Zhang Weili a lot in that one actually. Um, but, uh, oh, me too. Yeah. And then we know Valentina's going to piece up on Drodge. She's on is just going to walk into a, a barrage of, uh, of combinations. Yeah. Um, but it'll be, that should be a fun fight though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That, that's uh, all you can ask for. Yeah. It should be a beat down, I think. But, um, but on is a tank, so you never know. I mean, she's going to walk, she's going to walk it in and make it an exciting fight. I think it'll be probably the most exciting Valentina fight we've seen. Um, you know, matchup wise. So, um, Andrade, she's not shy on anything. She's gonna, uh, she's gonna go in there and make it a dog fight. But unfortunately, I, I don't know if she'll even have what it takes to do it because I think she's just gonna get picked apart on the way in. But uh, she's not gonna give up. That's for sure. Um, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe, she, maybe she'll pick up Valentina and drop her on her head and and knock her out cold. You never know. Yeah, well, that's true. You never know. She really is a bulldog. So, that does uh. She's a pit bull. That does play it. Worst case scenario, it'll be a showcase for Valentina, which is always nice to see. So there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. So, but yeah, that that event, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Despite whatever, despite any matchups, really, I'm just happy to have fans back in the stands, and uh, that's my isn't he awesome? Yep. Like I said, I had that. I was the main one that I I wanted to call out too. like I said, that's about as awesome as it gets. Getting to see uh, fans back in there. I hope there's some exciting fights and you get that pop that we've been uh, we've been missing. You know. Oh man. Um, that'll be. And I think you know there's potentially some matchups uh, in those first two women's fights to get that. Unfortunately, I don't think there will be in the in the main event there. Um, but you never know. Maybe Masvidal will you know make me eat my words. Uh, maybe he'll come out with a flying knee. Maybe he'll maybe he'll make something happen. But I just I don't I don't see it. I think. Nine out of ten times, maybe more, maybe nine, maybe nine point nine out of ten times, that fight goes pretty similar to how it went last time. But we'll see. Um, don't get me wrong; I would love for Masvidal to go out there and and spark uh, Usman. I just don't think it's gonna happen. I don't know if I'd love it, but I'm always I'm always down for uh, a good knockout, regardless of the fighter. Yeah. So yeah, in uh, Florida, in his home state. Yeah, super necessary. Hometown kid. So we'll see what happens. Um, that it for your isn't the awesomes? Um, and then I, we've already talked about them both, but I'll just call them out here since, uh, since we already did talk about that one. Um, Danny Gay coming through, um, getting overlooked in this fight, like we said, and, and got the knockout. Uh, looked really good doing it. And our boy, Charles Air Jordan, 
Um, yeah, got to give him that, isn't he awesome? Of course, defended the strap. Um, he got robbed as far as uh, the bonuses go, but uh, the guy is uh, is must watch when he when he's fighting. He, he's shown that he's willing to go in there and throw it down and uh, put the belt on the line, and uh, he's not playing it safe uh, uh, under any circumstances. So, absolute absolute ambassador of the JLT nickname belt. He's got eight wins. Eight by finish, so yep. great we'll, ambassador for the just like that we'll give uh, the, nickname uh, strap. The JLT just bleed fight of the night as well. We haven't given it out in a while, but uh, yeah, been a while. our boy, our boy Air Jordan is gonna bring it back. Yeah, I agree, hundred uh, percent. Move on to my call out now, though. Um, I said I was gonna touch on this again twice now. Uh, my call out is Leon Edwards, and and not not just Leon. Everybody that's treating this like a win for Leon Edwards. The guys that interviewed him after the fight, the guys that are talking about the fight, Leon himself, is everyone just treating this like a win? He he poked the guy, he poked Boal in the eye and ended the fight six minutes in. And everyone's just acting like this was a stepping stone win for him. This is this is the reason that my take was that the rematch has to happen. He need this needs to be a punishment for poking him in the eye. You're stuck with him. Just like Magomed Ankalaev was stuck with Ian Kutalaba for a year and a half because of a ref mistake. You're stuck with Bilal Muhammad until you actually beat him fair and square. You don't just get to poke him in the eye and move on and start demanding a title shot. He He's actually out here saying he should get the title shot, which thankfully they put that to bed today when uh, they announced Usman versus, uh, Usman versus Masvidal. But Leon Edwards and everyone treating this like a win is just that's just bonkers to me. Um, yeah, Leon Edwards should win this fight. No, Bilal Muhammad should not have been in there against Leon Edwards based off of rankings. And, I mean, the inactivity is an argument of why it could happen. But Bilal Muhammad's ranked, what, 13th, 15th. Leon Edwards ranked third. Weird fight due to circumstance. But you poke the guy in the eye. You, you finish with a no contest. Give the guy the rematch that he beat him fair and square. Finish the fight. Don't just say, well, that was just a little a little warm-up for me. Now give me my title shot. Because that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. And everybody interviewing him afterwards, talking to him in this tone like, hey, how was it out there beating up on Bilal? Like, you didn't finish the fight. You poked him in the eye twice. So it's been, just been driving me nuts. Like, yes, I think Leon was winning that fight, and I think he was going to win that fight. And I don't necessarily think it was going to be all that competitive, but I don't think he was going to finish him either. So, um Give him his rematch. Took a lot away from the guy. And uh, to just be demanding a title shot after that, after an eye poke performance, is just number one bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And this was one of my call-outs as well, so I'll, I'll expand on it a little bit too, and then I'll hit another one. But nice. uh, Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. It It is completely ridiculous. But, you know, honestly, I think it's it's typical Leon Edwards. This is this is what this guy does. This is this guy is a complete fucking idiot. This guy is a moron to the tenth degree. Um, this dude, I, I said in the chat, I, I'm I'm I swear to God, this dude will do anything possible to avoid fighting and uh, to get in there and get in rounds in the octagon. He just doesn't want to fight. He just takes any way out. I I wouldn't doubt that he intentionally poked him to get the fight over with so he could get onto his title shot that he thinks he deserves dude you haven't fought in forever the fact that you're gonna go there into the octagon and you're gonna commit a foul to end the fight and then act like you won the fight and you think you deserve a step up and you think you can just walk past that your whole saga with uh 
with Bala Muhammad is now over and you're moving on to bigger and better things is complete trash and the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Since when is that ever an option? If anything, this should be treated as a loss to Leon Edwards, not a win. You know, it's completely ridiculous that you think you uh, you don't have to fight Bilal Muhammad. Excuse me. It's completely ridiculous that you don't think you have to fight Bilal Muhammad again. Like, you, that is what you have to do. You poked the man in the eye. You took away his chance at winning. And uh, and you owe him any, uh, another fight. He deserves, Bilal Muhammad deserves another fight. The fact that you think you can go out there and, and just mo- go on to the next one is is ludicrous, in my opinion. And uh, this man should yeah. be cut from the roster, if anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of that's your hatred for him uh, uh, creeping in and uh, adding a little extra emphasis. But, yeah, you, you have to give the guy the rematch. You ended the fight with a foul. You didn't, you didn't put him away. You weren't, it wasn't even like it was a one-sided beatdown. Was, he was ahead. Through yeah. six minutes, Were there you was four the rounds up to go. Until that point, yes, but yeah, like like you just said, this is a five round main event, and Bilal Muhammad is the guy that we've seen battle through adversity before. So the fact that you think that that you won this fight is absolutely ridiculous. Six minutes, six minutes is nothing. Air Jordan got dominated for ten and won the fight in the third round. Uh, Bilal Muhammad has that uh, has that same fire in him. I mean, I, he could have come back and win that fight, and. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's insane that uh, that he thinks that he won that fight. Um, you know, I don't think poking, it's just him. Yeah, and poking somebody in the eye is is complete bullshit, especially after being warned twice and Nardi doing it once. Um, you know, if anything, in my opinion, Leon Edwards should have been DQ'd. Um, you, if you get warned multiple times uh, to um, to watch your fingers and then you continue to poke somebody in the eye, not to mention you go knuckle deep into the guy's eye and and it swells up shut. Um, you know, if anything, you should get DQ'd, not a no contest victory for, in your opinion. So, um, the guys, yeah. the guys just completely delusional to on another level. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, the fact that he thinks he's going to go out there and get any fans from this, he just, uh, it's like, he's just trying to be like a, a heel, but in all the wrong ways. Like a lot of times people like a heel, but, um, I don't think anybody could possibly um, sit there and defend Leon Edwards for uh, the way he's been acting since uh, since Masvidal uh, beat him up backstage. And the only <laughs> reason that Ma- I don't completely hate Masvidal is for beating Leon Edwards' ass backstage. I knew I'd get you. I knew I would get you riled up at some points <laughs> on this one. So I'm glad you're able to get it all out there. No, yeah, that's. I think that everyone else, the way the tone everyone's taking with this. I know no one was giving Bilal a real shot, but the tone everyone's like interviewing Leon Edwards with, like, "Hey, how was it out there?" Like, while you're like, you put your guy in the hospital, yeah, from an eye poke, not from kicking his ass, not not even a little bit. So, um, I'm just gonna end there because I I could go on, I could go on and on, but um, yeah, and the, I don't know, yeah, that's my call out. To give John Annett credit, I mean, he deserves all the credit in the world, but. Uh, He's one of the only people I've heard that c- have come out and, and basically said as such, like in our opinion, the same thing he, that we think, not to the degree that we were saying it, but um, <laughs> he went out there and said, you know, it was a it was a fight ending foul. Like it needs to be run back and uh, and you owe Bala Muhammad a, another fight. The fact he said it was ridiculous, the fact that he thinks that he can move on from this fight and uh, and thinks he deserves a title shot or any step up. Um, it, you know, Bilal Muhammad is a good friend, Thanik. He's on 
Blah, blah, I was going to say a, a podcast on their network, yep. Florida, and Nick and Florian's network. So, you know, uh, that might pl- play into the reason why um, he's the only person that is uh, that's saying the same <laughs> thing we are. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Ariel's on the same page as Leon Edwards. I'm sure Ariel's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, Ariel's probably like that should have been knocked out of the night. Like he, he finished him <laughs> with that eye poke. Like, but uh, yeah, I mean, Ariel's the fucking bum. Well, you know, if Ariel, yeah, just be on the other side of Ariel and you're usually okay. You're usually doing all right. Exactly. So, so yeah, I think he, he definitely uh, was call-out worthy this week. Um, did you do yours or was yours the same as mine? Or are uh, you still doing call-outs? Yours, but, I mean, uh, the other one I had, uh, Eric Anders, we've already pretty much called him out for the same reasons. Yeah. Um, another bonehead move, uh, ending a fight. Um by an illegal strike with that knee to the head. I think it was the second one, like I said earlier. Um, another person, Manel Cape, uh, that we could call out here. Um, just uh, although we thought he Killed won, us. a lot of people thought he won. Uh, like I said earlier, you gotta, you just gotta do a little bit more, man. And you wouldn't be robbed. You wouldn't put your position yourself in a position to get robbed if you just threw a little bit more volume. It, it would be one thing if you put it all on the line and uh, put it all out there, and, and this was the result, but you didn't. You held back some, and it cost you, so. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. That that one single-handedly broke my back in betting this week. It's always something every week, over, week over week, so, uh, yeah, I like to call them out too, but that's just for my own personal reasons. So that'll wrap up our call-outs and our Isn't He Awesomes. We can move on to our um, preview here. We got oh, here's, uh, an, here's another call-out. UFC Ooh, on ESPN 21. The the fact that this is on big on ESPN, it's uh, this is going to lose the UFC fans. Like this is the card that you're putting on on you on ESPN. Yeah. Like ESPN, I thought we were supposed to reserve these cards for for big cards like uh and you're putting a card that I've only got 3 fights on our on our on our preview this week because <laughs> yeah, it I is complete that. garbage. It's trash. There's no reason to talk about most of these fights. Like uh, this could be a Tuesday night contenders for all that I, I care. Like, I mean, Kevin. It kind Holland, of is. JP buys and Cheyenne buys. Those are those are Tuesday night contender people. Yeah, the majority of the card is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm excited for this main event, but after that, it, it's trash, man. It is trash as trash gets. This is the worst. This is the worst offering I've seen from the UFC, and since I can remember, it may be the worst since I've started. Uh, watching every fight like this is as bad as as a uh, as a fight card gets, and the fact that they're going to put it on big ESPN is uh, is ridiculous. Worse than Calvillo Versailles main event, possibly. I mean, uh, as a card as a whole, possibly. I mean, not main event wise. Uh, I mean, we do have a some a pretty solid main event here, but um, but besides that, uh, we got Gregor Gillespie coming off um a highlight reel knockout getting a highlight reel getting knocked out against Brad Rydell, yeah. who who's solid, but nobody knows him. Um, and then uh, the next biggest fight that we're going to talk about is Ty Tuivasa versus Dontel Mays, which Ty Tuivasa, okay. That's rough. Um, he's not he's not a superstar by any means, but he's uh, he's a fan favorite, but he's fighting Dontel Mays. So um, it, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that is true. Well, let's get into it. Let's just jump right into the main event. Derek Brunson, First, Kevin Holland. Derek Brunson plus 140, Kevin Holland minus 160. I think the whole card is built around a Kevin Holland push. The more I look at it, the more I think that. But 
Derek Brunson is a guy that only loses to champions, and that's what I said before. I was on to Derek Brunson over Edmund Shabazian. Um, I didn't expect him to beat him down as bad as he did, but Derek Brunson only lose. The, he's only lost to one guy who was not a champion in other organizations, and that was Kendall Grove, and that was a long time ago. Kendall Grove was like a OG, so to speak, and was a de- definitely a great, a very good fighter. Um, he's Derek Brunson's lost to Adesanya, Robert Whitaker. Jacare, who was a champion in Strike Force, I believe, is that where he was a champion at? Yep. Um, yeah, he lost to him in Strike Force too. So he's lost to him twice. Yeah, he lost to him twice. Two of his losses are um, Jacare and and Yoel Romero, who was not a champion, but and Robert Whitaker um, and Anderson Silva. Yeah. Yep. So he's a he's he is the gatekeeping gatekeeper of all time when it comes to championship caliber fighters, which. Maybe Kevin Holland is, but I mean, Kevin Holland looks good, but that being that championship caliber is that's a whole nother step up. So uh, I don't really know where I stand in this fight. I'm just kind of making a case for Derek Brunson as a 140 underdog. Where are you on this fight? Because uh, you probably got a better no, idea I'm, than me. I'm, I'm on the same page as you. Like, it's, I don't, like, it's hard to say. I mean, Kevin Holland, I don't think he's Israel Adesanya level, I don't think he's Robert Whitaker level. Um, I don't think he's Yoel Romero or even Jacare. Um, so it, it's tough to say like he this is a this is a, a a for sure matchup that uh that he can win. I mean, and then you look at guys that uh that uh Derek Brunson has beat. We got Ian Heinish, Elias Theodoro, Edmund Shabazian, uh Leota Machida, Dan Kelly, Uriah Hall, Ed Herman, and Lorenz Larkin. Um, the best of the best names in those being probably Leota Machida, but he was a little older when they took the fight. Um, Uriah Hall and Lorenz Larkin. So I, I think, I think Kevin Holland's better than those guys, but I don't think he's as good as, as the champions that, uh, that Derek Brunson's lost to. I think he falls somewhere in the middle there. Um, so to say like, is he, does he have enough to beat him? Well, let's look. So We've got a long, a long striker uh, in Kevin Holland who does his best yep. work on the feet, um, at distance, at range, and uh, but he doesn't have knockout power. Um, and then we have a, a guy in Derek Brunson who is a, you know, pretty stocky guy. He does somewhat have knockout power. He has knocked guys out. He um, he is a good wrestler. He is good at taking guys down. He puts him up against the cage, takes him down and works him and grinds him. But sometimes he doesn't do that. He's one of these guys where he can let it get to him and, uh, and kind of, uh, be his own worst enemy at times and, uh, really Lead not with fight. His head, yeah. Lunge. Really not fight the game plan that he needs. Um, yeah. If he leads with his head in this fight and, and goes for, tries to brawl, this is all Kevin Holland. Don't get me wrong. I think Kevin Holland has what it takes to put him down, but, uh, Kevin Holland's going to need to kind of, uh, he's not going to be able, he's not he doesn't have one punch power basically he's going to need to be able to uh land volume on the feet before he gets that knockout um Derek Brunson it's going to be tough for for Kevin Holland to keep this fight standing and and get that volume that he needs to uh get the finish I think if Derek if Derek Brunson fights the right game plan um so I, I don't know man I I talk about this and I really I I'm undecided basically I mean I think I think there is past the victory for both guys, but I might be leaning towards the Derek Brunson underdog play here. Um, I, for I don't, the value? 
I think it might be value, honestly. But then again, you might see Kevin Holland come in here and just completely destroy and show that he's on another level. We've seen the thing is we've seen Kevin Holland getting progressively better. Um, he seems yeah. like he's been getting better at every fight. He's been adding wrinkles to his game. Um, you know, we thought his last fight, who did he fight his last fight? Jacaray. Jacaray. We picked yeah. Jacaray at plus 135 for the value, and he made us look silly. Jacaray is pretty old, but we thought that if he got it to the ground, he would be able to basically boa constrictor Kevin Holland, and he didn't even get close. Uh, Kevin Holland looked like he was in control the whole time on the ground, and then he knocked him out from his back. So. Um, that was pretty wild. Um, yeah. Similar scenario, but, but Derek Brunson just put a hellacious beating on Edmund Shabazian, who is also a good fighter, although young. So, do you know? Does yeah, Derek but, Brunson currently have blonde hair or not? Oh man, that is actually a major factor because we know blonde fighters have had an incredible run. So that may be the deciding factor for me. Bleached yeah. hair, Brunson gets the W. Yeah, but then, I, you know, the Jacare fight, I think that was really telling. I think we saw that uh, Kevin Holland has added major major uh, improvements to his game. I mean, we see him, if he does get taken down, he's never, he's never stationary. He's throwing shots no matter what. He's throwing shots from his back. He's throwing, he's always working to get his feet, get back to his feet. This guy, uh, he looks like he has added a lot of, uh, a lot of improvements to his game. And I think if he, if he does show that against Brunson, then I think he does get this win. Actually, um, Brunson is going to have to, I think Brunson in order to win this fight is going to have to put on one of his best performance. He's going to have to put on an A level performance for him. He's going to have to do everything right to get this win. If he does that, I think he does have an opportunity to win this fight. But if he comes with anything less than it, I think Kevin Holland's going to going to work him and show him what's up. So, I think you know it, it's one of those ones where I I could see it going either way, but I think I, for my final pick I'm going Kevin Holland. He's on he's on a really hot streak. He's been putting it all together. He's got what it takes to win. I think um for Derek Brunson to beat him, he's going to have to be at the top of his game. And uh, I think even then, I think Kevin Holland could possibly win. So, yeah, I, th- I think I like Kevin Holland in this fight. I think uh, I think if we're showing – if it's if we got Derek Brunson versus Kevin Holland 2019 or very beginning in 2020, I think I might be leaning Derek Brunson here. But I think, uh, I think these five fights that he had in 2020, the experience that he's gained, and, uh, and just he's putting it all together, it seems like uh, – makes me lean towards Kevin Holland in this fight. Yeah, so I think that uh that kind of wraps it up for this fight and uh we can we can move on to that next one. You got any uh final thoughts on the uh the Brunson versus Holland fight? No, still undecided. I'll just have to uh I'll just have to play it by ear and probably whatever I think's gonna happen it'll be the opposite. So um probably just go with that. Uh, all right, cool. So next up we have uh we have Gregor Gillespie versus Brad Rydell. And uh, betting lines uh, we're looking at on this one are we got Gregor Gillespie minus 245, uh, Brad Rydell uh, plus 205. Um, we saw Gregor Gillespie. He was on an, an absolute tear. He was only only fights like about once a year, but um, he was uh, he, he looked unstoppable um, for a while there until, uh, until, yeah, yeah, until we saw our boy Kevin Lee kind of completely expose him with that, uh, with that head kick. He, Kevin Lee was training with GSP. He got a little bit of the, of the rub. He got, uh, some of that GSP magic wore off on him, I think. And, uh, 
and uh, just uh, was ended up being the real deal in that fight. He lost, I think, after that, but um, he really uh, he, he really put uh, shut Gregor Gillespie's lights off. But up until that point, um, Gregor Gillespie was just completely running through almost everybody he came across. Um, yeah, he did run through everybody he came across. He was undefeated. Yeah, 12-0. and 0. Um, Yeah, and looked, looked unstoppable up until that point in the UFC. Um, Brad Rydell, um, see what we got on Brad Rydell. Uh, Brad Rydell, he's had a few, a few fights in the UFC now, uh, three fights so far, um, against relatively unknowns. Uh, but he is, he's nine and one, uh, his only loss being in the hex fight series back in the day. And, uh, I think that this, uh, this fight, uh, I think we're going to see, uh, see Gregor Gillespie kind of get back on track. Uh, I think he's going to be able to uh, to take him down and have his way with them. Um, Brad, uh, Brad Rydell is a, uh, a stand-up fighter. He's out of Tiger Muay Thai and city kickboxing. Um, yep. So uh, he trains with Adesanya and all them. Uh, but uh, I don't think he's going to be able to stop the takedowns. I mean, barring a, uh, a quick knockout like the, uh, the Kevin Lee fight, I think Gregor Gillespie is going to gonna take him down and, and pot him out and i don't think uh minus 245 that might not be too bad of a price tag on him um i think if we saw this fight before the kevin lee fight we'd be seeing uh uh it quite a bit higher we might be seeing uh oh yeah gregor gillespie at minus four minus 500 so uh, i think uh minus 245 is still a little high it's definitely a parlay piece though yeah i think it's a i think it's like a keystone parlay piece uh yeah for one night kevin lee was the guy we always thought he was going to be <laughs> right when he landed yeah i mean it's just he's very inconsistent he he seems like he has that he has that potential to fight like that any fight you just don't know when he when he's going to do it and when he's not well yeah i mean you kind of know he's not going to do it usually but for one night he was the kevin lee we all thought he was going to be and yeah that and the, on the wrong end of that was uh was um uh uh, Gregor Gillespie, who was undefeated at the time, and I, I'm not sure. Let me check the odds real quick. Okay, so he was a uh, he was a minus 130 favorite, so they were giving him close odds in this fight. But anyways, yeah, I think they, I think Gregor Gillespie may be the most decorated wrestler in the UFC. So um, I know he's a Penn State guy, I believe, and uh, might have never might have won nationals like four years in a row or something. I don't know. Anyways, dude's in incredible shape. Um, this is a huge bounce back for him because that was almost had to be close to two years ago that he got knocked out, brutally knocked out. Uh, that was on the Masvidal Diaz card, so a year and a yeah, a year and a half ago. So yeah, I, I expect him to bounce back. I don't think there's any. I don't have any real lingering thoughts on whether or not. I mean, I think I think he should be able to get this fight wherever he wants it. He was a pretty hot hot prospect coming into that. Uh, absolutely brutal highlight real knockout from uh, Kevin Kevin Lee. So yeah, we're in agreement on that fight. We like Gregor Gillespie at minus 245, definitely a parlay piece. And uh, so next up, we'll move on. Our next fight we're going to talk about here, we got Tai Tuivasa, Tai Shui Tuivasa versus Dantel Mays. And uh, we got the odds on this fight at, uh, let me see here. Um, it sucks. Best fight odds, they're never in order. So Kind of got to go I back know, and that's... forth the page through him. But we got Ty Tuivasa at minus 210. We got Dontel Mays at uh, plus 175. Um, you got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm Ty Tuivasa all the way. I don't really think uh, 
I don't think either of these guys are any good or exceptionally good, I should say, but um, I, I think Dante Mays is just not good. So it's tied to Ivasa for me, even though I don't necessarily trust him. Again, it's heavyweights, and again, I don't trust him, but um, I do think Taito Ivasa wins this fight pretty easily, and this is another parlay piece for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you said, neither of these guys are elite, but uh, but Taito Ivasa is definitely a step above uh, above Dante Mays. Uh, Dante Mays, he's... He, from what we've seen of him, he's definitely lower end of the division. I don't think we're going to see him sticking around in the UFC for uh, his no. entire career. He's kind of going to be an in and out type of guy. Um, he's lost to Cyril Gan, who's no uh, no slouch we've seen, uh, but uh, not as good as we don't think he's as good as everyone else does. But he's also a lot, has a loss to Rodrigo Nascimento. Uh, he did beat uh, Roki Roki Martinez. Who, uh, Big fella. who is definitely in the uh, heavy heavyweight division, the fat boy division <laughs> of the uh, UFC. But yeah, I mean, uh, we've seen Tai Tuivasa. He does, uh, he does have some skill. He is a, uh, you know, definitely on the upper end of the uh, division. Just, uh, you know, he's like a eight through eight to twelve type guy in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Where Dante Mays is, uh, is not anywhere close to that. So. Yeah, it should be an easy fight. I don't think it's uh it's bad odds on him at uh at minus two ten no. either. So he's definitely gonna be a parlay piece for me. Heavyweights, anything can happen. Uh, we've seen that, but uh, but I think this is one of the uh, somewhat safer one at minus two ten. Um, yeah, I think uh, I definitely think so. Other than that, we don't really have many many matchups that we're uh we're going too far into. Uh, a decent matchup I saw on the women's side of things. Uh. Is Macy Chazon versus uh, Marion Renault? Uh, Macy Chazon, we've seen her. She's Chazon, or I don't exactly know how to say her last name, but she is big. She's a big girl, um, and uh, I think she should uh, she should get the W here. Um, she's Marion Renault is I, from if I remember correctly, she's pretty old. <laughs> yeah, I, she is. I think, and uh, and Chazon, she's the younger fighter. Uh, I think she's the better better fighter in this fight, and uh, I think she should get the win. She's definitely going to be a parlay piece for me in this one as well. Um, other than yep. that, let's see. We got uh, Adrian Yanez. I think he's really good. Oh, Adrian minus two twenty over Gustavo Lopez. Yeah, Adrian Yanez. Um, he just he. I mean, didn't just fight, but uh, maybe back in November for- or so. I think he won maybe by like head kick or something. Uh- yeah, he starched somebody on October 31st on that Silva Hall card. Yeah, hold on. I'm trying to see if it pulls up here. Uh, let me go to Sure Dog. I always click on like typology and it never like brings up all the fights right away. So, oh yeah, he starched uh, Victor yeah, Rodriguez he- by head kick. It was a uh, it was a banger. It was a quick fight, but they were both going at it. And uh, yeah, Adrian Yanez, he seems like the real deal in my opinion. Uh, I think he. Uh, he looks good. He's. Uh, I think he'll get the win at minus two twenty. Gustavo Lopez plus one eighty. Uh, I think that's another parlay piece. I think there's quite a few guys in this minus two hundred range on this uh, on this card who are pretty safe to put on parlays. So uh, you put some of those together, yep. and you might uh, pull off some decent odds on uh, on some relatively safe bets, in my opinion. Um, other than that, we got the uh, Roman Delazzi versus uh, Trevin Giles. Um, let me see here. Roman um, recently beat see Josh Allen and uh, Kadias Ibragamov. Um, 
But uh, yeah, he's been busy. Yeah, he has been. We got Trevin Giles at eight and zero, uh, and and he's been looking pretty good, I believe. He beat Bevin Lewis. Um, he was supposed to fight Kevin Holland. That fight got canceled. He did beat James Krause in a split decision win, which I thought James Krause probably won. I want to say I I can't remember exactly, but uh, I think I know it was a close yeah. fight. That was on like twenty four hours notice too for um. James Krause and a weight division up. And then, yeah, Trevin Giles, he's 13 and 2. Um, his pro record, yeah, is 13 and 2. He he does have a few losses in the UFC here. He lost to Zach Cummins and Gerald Meeshirt, both by uh, guillotine choke. So if he does have a weakness, it seems Ooh. to be the guillotine. Um, yeah. And uh, let's see here. Let's see what Roman Deladze looks like. Is he a submission threat, though? Let's see here. Eight wins. Let's see. Decision, spinning back fist, rear naked choke. So it looks like he's not, he's ended. Oh, he's got two heel hook wins and a rear naked choke, but that was his first three fights. Um, he hasn't oh, wow. won by submission since his third fight. He's only 8 0. Um, so we haven't really seen his his jiu-jitsu come into play here in you know some of the more competitive fights that he's been in, but um, he, he might be a, a threat to win by submission. You never know. It looks like Trevin Giles probably needs to work on that a little bit. So um, that's a possibility if he is going to you know, end this fight. Maybe we might see Deladze by submission possibly, um, but who knows. Um other than yeah, that, yeah. Other than that, that's about it. I don't really see much else that sticks out on me on this card. Like I said earlier, this is a bad card. This is uh, it's a rough this one. This is about as bad as it gets, and I think this is one you can safely not um, not hype up to any uh, any friends or anyone. Say that this, you know, anything can happen. This is, you know, this is watchable. Um, I think this is one you yeah, can uh, main event. You can tell him to take a take a vacation on as far as UFC watching goes this weekend. Yeah, tune in for the main event, and that's about that's the only thing I'm going to try to sell to anybody this week. Yeah, I mean we so won't. Yeah, be, I don't have. We won't be taking a vacation, but um, you know, if you're, I might be taking a vacation. I might be out there watching it with you. Yeah, that'd be dope. Maybe we could do a uh, a live stream or something. A uh, fight. Yeah, companion. hopefully. Hopefully, I got to get out there first, but. Yeah, I mean, any I guess no no further thoughts from me for sure on this one. Yeah, it kind of wraps it up. Anything else MMA wise? Anything life wise? Anything? Anything you got to finish on here? No, I got nothing. All I can say is hopefully the bets turn around. Um, I'll let you know my bets so I don't curse any of yours this week, like I did last week. Um, yeah, other please than that, do. no. <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know what I'm putting a hex yeah. on this week. Last so. thing. Cool, cool. And just, uh, yes, just to finish it off, the countdown begins to UFC Jacksonville and uh, full capacity. And uh, so we'll count down the days till that, and uh, we'll get through the oh, card yeah. this weekend, and, uh, and we'll be back with you next week. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks.
Houston and Bobby Brown. Them deep boys in his tennis light, let me buy that. Them broke boys in his tennis light, let me try that. I need a beat in the beat, let me call Polo. Mr. Tennessee, I still get him for the low though. Show the light up the Stop, homie. I go to jail if I get sacked. Yeah. So block for me. Eight ball.